Loyalty towards God is a choice. It's not a gifting. Loyalty towards God is not an anointing. Where since you're anointed, you just love the Lord. It's just like you kept saying, sweetheart, I say this as my wife. Just because she's my wife, do you know how many men of God, wives can't stand their husbands? Must bless the church. They hate the church, especially for the short dress-wearing ladies on the front two, three rows, because that wife knows he's being sought after by them every day. I've heard some stories. No, I've heard some stories. He has kept us, and I, I will say this, and I'm so thankful. We've been kind of sheltered, and I don't mean sheltered like naive, sheltered like when the world came calling, he made sure we weren't even in the room. Stuff like that. And, and, and I mean that because you, may, you don't know this, so I'll just give you this. It's going to be a different kind of day today, so you're going to hear it like this today. When I got, uh, when I got uh, introduced to the world of music, gospel music, I was probably about eight years old, and some groups, none of you, I don't know, some of y'all might have heard of, the, the, only the gray-haired people know these, these groups. A group called the Consolers. I didn't think so. How about, uh, let's see, Hardy, Hardy, uh, uh, Jesus, bring it back now. Uh, I know you know the Mountain Clouds of Joy, and I know you know the Jackson Southern Airs. Hardy Clifton, five blind boys, Hardy Clifton and the Brooklyn All-Stars. I know y'all don't know nothing about that. So I'm 10 years old, roughly. I have my little green suit on, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, lean, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat as I am drawn to, I stood on the banks of Jordan. As I am drawn to the consolers, may the work I've done speak for me. I'm drawn to all of this music, and I'm, I'm aware, but it didn't bother me, but I became aware that my parents were watching my interest. Okay, so I got introduced to that early on, and now I'm going to a Baptist church, and there were no drums allowed because they were concerned that the drums were being used for nefarious purposes on Saturday. And therefore, you can't bring them in here on Sunday. So this was your drums. <laughs> That's your snare and your bass right there, baby. Now, now they did have a piano, and that was great, and, and singers and such. So I'm going to fast forward you to a point where I'm now a radio announcer here in Atlanta, at Clark Atlanta University, at the time called Clark, Clark College. That's right, come on alone, in a house. And I am, I never shared this with you all before, I now have, because I had, oh, well, one step before that. When people drove to school, when I drove my friends to school in my Volkswagen Beetle, which they didn't have to pay for the gas in, maybe somebody squeaked out a buck or two here or there, but the bottom line is when when Calvin Tibbs drove in their car, they were listening to WPCE, the first black gospel radio station in the country, where I played everybody from Shirley Caesar to the Mighty Clouds of Joy to Slim and the Supreme Angels, Walter Hawkins and the Love Center Choir. I mean, I can go on for days. I promise you I can go. So I was getting an education that I didn't know I was getting. Fast forward until one day I'm at, at school at Clark, I think I'm a freshman. I think I'm a freshman. And I'm in a class. This is interesting. This is not an indictment on any college or university, but 
but our professor for this particular class, radio and television, uh, was oftentimes inebriated. I, th I, I, I thought I'd raise the level a minute so that some of you would be like, what's that? Good. <laughs> so since he wouldn't come to class, one of our fellow students who was kind of really good at it would teach the class. So in between all of that, I would have an ear over here on the left-hand side. I'm talking about how your purpose finds you. As I'm listening to an argument that goes on between, oh my goodness, Oniswa, it's a six foot four man, and the station manager, a little short lady with, gap, with a gap in her two, arguing about the gospel radio guy who was on drugs, is on cocaine. And he was bouncing off the walls one more time on Sunday morning because he was high. WKDC Radio, 123.4 Online, Villa Rica, Georgia, a Kingdom Dominion Church broadcast. And I'm listening to them say, say this, well, who are we going to get to play the music? And I, at age 18, slid over close and said, I'll do it. <laughs> and they said, you know something about gospel music? I'm like, name the group. <laughs> so they said, okay. Let's get him in there mm, with Valerie. She's the, she's the jazz lady. Get him in there with Valerie so he can get used to the, the at that time you had uh, turntables, thank you. We had real turntables. So I trained with Valerie, Valerie listening to her process and how she did it. And, and they were like, okay, you got three days to learn this. So Sunday, you ready? And at that point, I realized what I had done. <laughs> and there was a sense of fear. Because when you seek to do good, evil is always present. So I said, yeah, I'm ready. So that Sunday morning, I was living in the dorm. I got up, and I'm ready to go. And I get in there, and uh, she's like, OK, you, you, you got this. And I played Donald Vales, said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. Donald Vales' choir was out of Detroit. And I knew that song was first. You know who I'm talking about. So you have this big microphone. I'm sorry, I'm having another dream flashback to another big microphone, which brings us current day. But anyway, at that point, this microphone was this big. <laughs> my, eyes, my eyes were like, nobody could see me, but my eyes were like. So when I, when I, when I pressed the little, the, 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 the button, the turntable started, I spoke a word and knocked the needle. Yeah, I said I was going all the way to like the last 30 seconds of the song that was my introduction and at that point I had to cue the next one up and it was like this is crazy what am I doing here but I could see faces in the microphone that's what I understand when you get up here sometimes you trip out over people I get that I get that I understand that my first time was too our radio program became so popular that in spite of the, the other secular radio and gospel radio stations, WAEC, W, it was another one, uh, IGO, WIGO, and another one, y'all's pastor's little radio show became number one in the city of Atlanta. You're listening, you're listening to WKDC Radio, helping you find your place in the kingdom. So, so during these next three years, when, they, when it came to gospel music, I was the guy that always got invited to the big concerts. 
and they asked me to MC. And I'll never forget, I'm now MCing at the Georgia World Congress Center. And Ray Edwards, a guy who knows Walter Hawkins and Tremaine Hawkins, he grew up with West Angeles. He grew up in the Love Center where Walter was uh, the pastor along with his brother Edwin. And he just kind of took me under his wing because he heard I had a different sound. He was not from the South, although I came from the Middle East there in Virginia. I, um, I, I understood a, a lot of different ways to get things done as the crowd goes wild. So he, he pulled me under his belt and he introduced me to, oh my goodness, so many different groups. I met Joe Lagan of the Mighty Clouds of Joy, interviewed them, you know, at, at just, just a bunch. Met Earth, Wind, and Fire, just all that. But what I'm trying to tell you is God still kept me away from the world's call. So now I'm standing on stage at the World Congress Center, and I don't know how many people are there, and I'm actively acting shy. And I hear the people in the front row say, oh, he's so shy. Now I'm 20 years old at that point, okay? And I'm thinking to myself, not really, but y'all think it. But I better stay here, because if y'all asked me to do something, I didn't know what he was asking me for. And so I kind of stayed in reserve. This is for some of our young folks. I stayed in reserve on purpose, but purpose kept calling. So I do whatever it is that I do, and before you know it, I got, oh, I didn't tell you all this, I got Spike Lee's telephone number in my black book when I was at college, back when uh, Monty Ross, who was Spike Lee's best friend, were working on theater at Clark because Morehouse didn't have a theater or communications building. So Spike Lee, over the summer, or before the summer, gave me his number, we talked. I mean, it wasn't like I was going to do anything great with him that I that I knew, I just knew Monty knew him, and all of this was happening, and the world was calling, and God would always make sure. In fact, I called this house and talked to his mother just to see if it was real. <laughs> and she was like, Spike ain't here, he's down in somewhere. And so was that. But I'm saying that to say to you, he kept me out of that. So now I mean I'm married. Thank you, Jesus, to my darling at age 21, maybe 22. Yeah, 22. At age, at age 22. That's why we married 35 years. We married a long time because we got married early. So now we're in Texas, and while I'm in Texas, I pick up again with the radio thing. God blesses it. He causes that radio program to be number one in Central Texas. That is between Austin and, and uh, Dallas. The number one radio show was your pastor. And I was on an FM radio station with a diverse group, and then they moved me to the AM portion with a diverse group. And so all the big acts that came to town, they wanted me to be the MC. So I did all the MCing and stuff, got to meet him. And I began to realize that sometimes, and Chris, you said this, sometimes what they sang about was not what they lived about. But he kept me from it. He kept me from it because I was not starstruck. I actually felt like I belonged because my radio background gave me interviewing skills where I would ask the questions. I mean, I remember getting on the Mighty Clouds of Joy bus inside of Pascal's. The, the Mighty Clouds of Joy, in case you never heard of them, are in the gospel. No, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because the Rock and Roll people said, you're so good in gospel, we're going we're gonna to induct you ourselves. I remember them taking out a wad of money in the tens of thousands and at that point, went back in and he began to tell me stuff. But again, God kept me, just like he's kept some of you, 
He kept you away from it. And some of you who have done drugs, he still kept you away from the bad, 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 bad stuff. He kept you from it. He kept you from that stuff. He kept me from the women who were crazy. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Y'all know the deal? I'm just telling you how God will treat you. There were some crazy ones. There were some really, really, really. He kept me from that. And uh, he kept you from some stuff, too. And that's why I say, when I'm in prayer or in the word, it's because I'm loyal to him. You're in my mind, but I promise you, I would minimize the power of his desire if I put you ahead of him. Mm -hmm.